You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. If you or your patients struggle with muscle cramps, spasms, soreness, or restless leg syndrome, you're going to want to hear about our non-opioid TheraWorks Relief. TheraWorks Relief is a clinically proven and published locally acting topical solution that prevents and relieves muscle cramps, spasms, and soreness in the legs and feet. In a research study including patients diagnosed with restless leg syndrome, TheraWorks Relief was shown to reduce symptoms commonly associated with accompanying RLS, including muscle cramps and spasms. Muscle cramps are reported as a side effect of hundreds of prescription medications, from intravenous iron sucrose and conjugated estrogens to statins and diuretics. By managing muscle cramps, TheraWorks Relief supports adherence, helping patients stay on important and often life-saving medications. TheraWorks Relief comes in an easy-to-use, fast-absorbing, non-greasy foam that can prevent muscle cramps and spasms with just a few simple applications a day. To learn more about TheraWorks Relief, go to theraworksrelief.com and click on the Healthcare Professional link. Welcome to Senior RX Radio, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Senior RX Radio is brought to you by the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists, the ASCP. ASCP is devoted to optimal medication management and improved healthcare outcomes for older adults. Learn more at our website, ASCP.com. Welcome to Senior RX Radio Podcast, sponsored by the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists. And today we're going to talk health information technology what impact it has on our practice as senior care pharmacists. Really kind of we'll look at how HIT intersects our clinical practice and how that health information technology can make a clinical pharmacist a valuable pharmacist. So when we're going to talk pharmacy HIT, there's really only one person to go seek out. And we're so fortunate to have her today. Shelly Spire is with us, Executive Director at the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative. And as senior care pharmacist, I'm super excited that she's also past president of ASCP as well. So Shelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. And I'm so glad to be here and uh, glad to talk about health IT, one of my favorite subjects. Awesome. So, Shelly, I, I get a chance to follow you on Twitter. I follow you on LinkedIn. And, if, you know, podcast listeners, if you don't follow Shelly, it's definitely something you need to do because she keeps you as a clinical pharmacist really abreast of what's going on and everything to sort of health information technology, and not just pharmacy-related, a lot of other great stuff, too. So go, go follow Shelly, number one. And number two, Shelly, I find a ton of stuff about you, so I want you to introduce yourself because I'm afraid I'm going to leave something great out. So I'll kind of leave the introduction up to you today. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I am a pharmacist, and I've been a pharmacist for over 40 years. I was a UIC grad out of uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, my husband was in the military. Uh, I started out as a hospital pharmacist. Actually, before that, while I was in pharmacy school, I wanted to uh, teach pharmacists. And so I specialized in pharmacy administration, but still became very clinically involved. Uh, I was an infectious disease pharmacist and also trained by the Army in oncology. I then, when I moved back to my hometown in Las Vegas, Nevada, I started to work for a company called MediSafe Pharmacy, and they happened to serve nursing facilities. And that was my first influx, and that was, uh, oh, well over 20 years ago, and uh, probably more like 30 years ago. (laughs) 
And I was a consultant pharmacist, uh, worked my way up through management and through mergers and acquisition, uh, became a senior uh, director in for a company called Kindred Health Services, where I was responsible for information systems, government affairs, and compliance. And that was around the time uh, that, well, I became involved in standards development work, especially with NCPDP, the National Council for Prescription Drug Programs. So how did you make, what was the thing that made you draw, even really drew into technology? Because it seems like it's a field that has certainly evolved. And I think, you know, your years of practice, I can imagine you've seen a lot of changes. What kind of made that switch from you to the clinical practice into more of the technology side, if you will? Well, as I, as I moved into corporate life and really focused on the long-term post-acute care setting, um, I was always really interested in health information technology. And in my role at Kindred, I was able to put that to use where I worked very closely with our information systems department and was responsible for not only the Kindred Hospital information uh, work for pharmacy, but also in the long-term post-acute care setting. So I, I that sort of focused me on how I could really start working with system vendors. All along, especially even as a pharmacy manager, I was always questioning why our pharmacy management system wasn't doing more of the work that I needed to be done, especially on the clinical side. And so I became what they call a super user for my pharmacy management system. And with that, that sort of led the way into the standards development efforts and more of what we need as pharmacists in terms of health IT. And that's been easily since uh, the 1990s. So it's been quite a while that I've been involved in that particular aspect of, of pharmacy. When I left Kindred Healthcare, I opened my own consulting firm. And that's uh, when I also ran for uh, president of uh, ASCP. Fantastic. So fast forward a little bit farther here. Now executive director at the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative. Can you tell us a little bit about what the collaborative does and you know, kind of the role, how the collaborative plays in the profession of pharmacy? Certainly. So the collaborative was formed in 2010 by the nine pharmacy professional associations, including ASCP. And its main focus is working on how pharmacists that provide patient care services, like consultant pharmacists, are actually integrated into the United States national health IT infrastructure. I know that's a little complicated in, in verbiage, but basically what it means is really focusing on those pharmacists that are providing clinical services and how we collect, document, and share clinical information electronically, but follow standards, which is right in line with what the United States government wants us to do, especially with the creation of the Office of the National Coordinator for Health IT, or what we call ONC. And they started with the HITECH Act, which was uh, a part of the aspect of getting the adoption of electronic health records and electronic prescribing into mainstream within the healthcare practice. And so it's been 
quite a road to take. And one of the main functions of the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative is to work closely with the Office of the National Coordinator, CMS, and Health and Human Services. The Pharmacy HIT Collaborative, uh, closely at the time that we were formed, also opened it up to associate members who are not necessarily professional pharmacy organizations, but organizations that are interested in getting involved in health IT. And this allowed pharmacy to speak with one voice, especially in the United States, dealing with pharmacists providing patient care services and how those services really pertain to health IT. The this initiative really is overseen by the Joint Commission of Pharmacy Practitioners, which ASA, ASCP is also a member. And that organization really focuses on the practice of pharmacy in terms of coming up with a consensus on all the pharmacy organizations of where the practice of pharmacy needs to go. And they rely on the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative to be that voice of health IT in relationship to how pharmacists provide patient care services. This is really important because as we move to the evolution of pharmacists out of dispensing roles and more into clinical roles, like what our senior care pharmacists or our consultant pharmacists in skilled nursing facilities are doing, we have to be able to leverage health IT solutions that are going to make those pharmacists more productive and effective in the jobs that they're doing. And as we move to more team-based models, our pharmacists play a very important role in working with other healthcare providers. So as physicians' offices and hospitals began to adopt health IT, the pharmacy profession needed to keep up with that integration. Pharmacy systems were very highly highly used health IT solutions, but what we found were our, our information was very siloed and not shareable with other healthcare providers. And that's a big focus of what we've worked on over the last eight years with the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative. So where do we sit at today, Shelley, in terms of this integration process? Um, I, I know silos are one thing we always talk about in healthcare and, you know, how do we become more team-based? I think technology probably in your mind and certainly in my mind too is technology sort of that key to that integration piece. So where do we sit right now, do you think? Well, we've improved over the last eight years significantly because most of the work that we did at the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative, especially in the beginning, was the laying the groundwork on the standards development level, seeing how information is captured clinically within systems, but more importantly, Importantly, how do we connect our pharmacists with that information and how do, our how do our pharmacists share that information? So a big piece out of this initiative started with JCPP in terms of the pharmacist patient care process, which began to define the workflow that pharmacists actually use in their everyday clinical process. What we saw happening, and it still happens today in many situations, we find very proprietary ways that pharmacists clinically document in systems. Or if we are documenting in clinical systems, we're using a physician's workflow or we're using a workflow from a hospital system. 
And that just doesn't necessarily follow those same processes that pharmacists follow. So with the JCPP pharmacist patient care process, we began to also integrate it into the schools of pharmacy and how we were teaching our pharmacists to train uh, using these workflow processes. What was important for the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative to do was to take those processes and work with system vendors and technology solutions in order to integrate those processes into the workflow. This is really important because it then became a way for productivity to increase within those, those pharmacists. An example of this is right now our pharmacists document for medication therapy management services or MTM services using several different vendors. And so they stop their workflow of what they're doing. They have to document into another system. This is very similar to what our consultant pharmacists and senior care pharmacists are doing also. They're documenting either into a word processor, especially our consultant pharmacists, or into a software that doesn't necessarily exchange information in an interoperable way electronically. It's still a very manual process. Our consultant pharmacist will document within a, a, a consultant pharmacist system and then it will be printed off and either faxed to or hand-delivered or mailed to the physician for their recommendation or to the facility. And then there's a, some type of documentation that could occur within the electronic health record, but the recommendations of what the pharmacist is doing is not readily collected in a way that we can measure off of the value that pharmacists are actually providing. And so that's been the focus that we've been working on for the last few years in relationship to these types of services that pharmacists are providing. So I imagine people driving down the road right now or on the treadmill or they might be and they're consultant pharmacists and they're, they're shaking their heads up and down because it's exactly what practice looks like for many of us. It's we generate some stuff, we send some stuff out, but it is just like you described it. It's very much a paper, not integrated process. So I, I can imagine that's what most people's process probably looks like. So kind of with that then, what are the kind of the key features um, that most consulting pharmacy platforms lack? And I'm sure some are great. I'm sure some others could probably use some help as well. Um, and how those features, if they were utilized by like consultant pharmacists, what, how can they benefit that work that we're doing? And the reason I ask, I guess, is I, I think a lot of times consultant pharmacists don't know how to go ask their vendors for what they need in, in such a way that it makes it kind of an easy ask. Because I think sometimes we lack sort of the IT, you know, kind of dictionary that would allow us to kind of speak in their terms sometimes. Well, that's a great question. And it really is not as complex as we want to make it or we tend to make it. What has happened over the years is we've begun as healthcare providers to leverage technology to do the work for us. What we have done is allowed system vendors to create something that is easy for the system vendor to actually do, which is fine because you want as a user of a system to have that system be usable to you 
as a user of that system. Sure. <laughs> we talk about usability and we talk about workflow. And that's fine. And we want system vendors to have all the bells and whistles or dashboard within their own system. The issue comes into uh, exchanging that information. And you have to be able to collect, document, and exchange that information in a very standard way. So it's not necessarily looking at what you're doing in your own system. As long as what you're doing in your own system has the capability of collecting very codified standard information and being able to share it. Good example of this is with how a pharmacy bills for a prescription. That process is very streamlined. The pharmacists document everything they need to do in terms of workflow and dispensing of a particular prescription. All the way from receiving that prescription to before, when it leaves that pharmacy to then when the claim is actually sent. The claims are standardized. You don't have a different claim form that you have to use for um, express scripts or different, uh, a different claim that you would have to use uh, for Caremark. These are just actual claims that are standardized. So you do all your documentation in your system. Take that same concept and apply it to your clinical use in your, in your pharmacy system. You should be able to document everything that you need to do with that patient following the pharmacist patient care process. And your system should be able to pull the information out that's needed to be shared and bring information in in a standard way into your system to make that data usable. And, and these are the concepts that the United States government has worked on through EHR certification processes and defining functionality of systems. All we're trying to do with the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative is to make sure that those standards reflect what pharmacists who provide patient care services can do so that we could integrate that information with other healthcare providers. A good example of this and a very real example of this is email. As an example, I can send you an email, Justin, from my system, and let's say I use Outlook, my own laptop or desktop, and you have your own laptop and desktop, and let's say you use Gmail uh, by Google, and I can send you an email, you can receive it, you can open it up, you can write me back, uh, send me an email back, you can download an attachment, you can do all of this within your own system. Now, I might be on a Microsoft operating system and you might be on an Apple operating system. And so, it doesn't matter. You're still able to send information back and forth. Think of the operating system as another electronic health record. Now, let's take the scenario if we couldn't do that. And let's say I want to send you an email, Justin, and I have to call you up and, or text you and say, Justin, I'm sending you an email. And so you stop what you're doing. You go to another place within your system. You download uh, what I sent you and you print it off and you go back to the system, your email system that you're in and you type the information back into your system, and then you print it off and you call me up and say, Shelly, here I'm sending you an email by fax. Or I'm sending you a response by fax to your email, and I have to do that same process that you did. Now, would you stand for that email system? 
But we ask our healthcare providers to do this every single day. And that's the concept that we're trying to get to, is to allow that interoperable exchange for information to flow freely to those who really need it. Our systems are very smart in terms of privacy and security and the certain protocols that are set up more securely than just regular email and using the internet, but there are uh, secure protocols that are used to secure information that's being sent from one place to the other. Very similar to how you would use a secure portal in a way, but it is much more sophisticated than that and leverages cloud-based or internet type of uh, software to or uh, programming to actually do that in a way that is easy and you don't have to go through the scenario that I went to with an outdated type of email system. Shelly, I'm, I'm frankly blown away. I mean, I've never heard it explained quite like that, but I mean, the idea of making that analogy with email and certainly the prescription side of things, I, light bulbs went off for me because that's exactly what it looks like. That's so that's fascinating to me. How does this, and I, I think you've said some of it because you talked about documenting, measuring, and, and data collection, does this information technology play a role in provider status that we like to talk about a lot in their profession? Well, with provider status, it doesn't directly relate to provider status, but if we are going to be recognized as providers and being able to provide services as any other provider, we have to be able to have information that we're able to share with other healthcare providers in order to meet the billing, value-based payment models, alternative payment models for service payment models that a provider has to do. And if we don't get our health IT systems to in our pharmacy management systems or wherever a pharmacist is clinically documenting to that level of being able to collect document and exchange clinical information in an interoperable way, we will never be able to justify the value of pharmacists in relationship to provider status. I mean, I think that's really interesting because I think it is that piece that I think we talk about provider status a lot. Um, and I think it's a great goal for our profession to have, but we have to have these back-end kind of pieces of built because um, if somebody were to wave a magic wand tomorrow and say you're providers, you know, I, I'm not sure that we have the technology behind us in order to just kind of, as you explained it there, make that work um, as it's necessary. But I, I think that's true. Well, let me, let, me, let me restate that we do have the ability. We just don't have our system vendors who have adopted the functionality and the work that we've talked about. So over the past eight years, the Pharmacy HIT Collaborative has been building the foundation in the standards development work to assure that once we do reach provider status and there is now incentive for the system vendors to be able to do this type of integration, it will happen. So it's there, it's just gonna take the work of, you know, the, the underground work that you guys have already laid there in order to get vendors to take those things up. I think that's, I think that's, that's hopeful. I think that's how I would go about it. That's great. 
So I saw that you recently spoke at Hims regarding the pharmacist e-care plan. Can you kind of explain what the e-care plan entails and like how do senior care pharmacists contribute to this kind of platform of documentation? Sure. Uh, and what actually this is very interesting because from a historic standpoint, the concept of an electric care plan actually came out of CMS based off of what was being done in the post-acute care setting, especially in the long-term care setting. Good example being, if a patient is discharged from the hospital and goes into a skilled nursing facility, they're receiving a discharge summary. That discharge summary doesn't talk about anything that's going to be helpful to that uh, nursing facility. We need a functional assessment. We need to know if the patient can toilet, if the patient can swallow. what are the encounters? What are some of the functional assessments of the patient in pain? All of that is not in the discharge summary. So the electronic care plan was really meant to be a document that is shared between providers and entities of care. So we all have heard of a nursing care plan, and as, as senior care pharmacists or consultant pharmacists, we've seen many of these care plans. The uh, care plan, though, in the terms of what CMS wanted to do with an electronic care plan was to create a doc, to create a way to document many different points of encounters with that patient, especially for those patients who are chronically ill. And they call this chronic care management. So chronic care management is a way to focus on those who are high-risk patients who have multiple comorbidities. Does this sound familiar? What our senior care pharmacists and our long-term care pharmacists do. And being able to document it in a way that that information can be storyboarded on a timeline by case managers so that health plans can follow that patient, especially those high-risk patients, so that they could see the points of problems or concerns and try to resolve those to reduce hospital readmissions, save costs, increase the quality of care of those patients. One important piece that they wanted to incorporate is to bring the patient involved in the care of or primary caregivers like we see within skilled nursing facilities or assisted living or other areas that we see in post-acute care setting so that we would be able to have their input into goals. What are your health goals? So it really isn't a care plan as we would envision it than a nurse would create, but it's more of a plan of health. What do we need to do with you as a person in terms of your health and what are your goals? So what happened with that work, we brought that work to the Standards Development Organization, Health Level 7, we call HL7, which had these templates, these electronic structured documents, just like any other form that you would have, but it's standardized, and they're built in their blocks of information that can be broken out and integrated into your usable part of your system, because as a provider, let's just say as a physician, you don't need to see all of the information that I have as a pharmacist. You only need to see a piece of that information. And so through the standards development process, we created a a medication-related care plan 
or a very sophisticated document that allows pharmacists to identify health concerns, including functional assessments, pain assessments, mini mental assessments. Can the patient afford their medications? Can the patient um, understand their medications? And do they understand the directions? All of that can be documented in the care plan. The observations, what did the pharmacist observe during those encounters? What are the um, out, uh, what are the interventions that the pharmacist took? What were the medication therapy problems that were recognized as a health concern? What did you do about it? Did you call the doctor? Was the, was the medication therapy problem resolved? What was the outcome? Of, of that effort, uh, is, did, is, was the A1C lowered uh, on a diabetes patient? So what are the outcomes that you're actually doing uh, with that information? And then most importantly, what are, does, do those outcomes meet the goals that the patient has identified? And the goals aren't, the goal isn't lowering the A1C, the goal is, can I walk up the stairs with my grandson? Can I walk, uh, I'm going to walk a thousand steps a day. I'm going to eat a thousand calorie diet, I mean a 2,000 calorie diet. I'm going to have a no salt diet. Those are, I'm, I'm going to do things that me as a patient would recognize and it means something to me. And so that is what the, case managers, storyboard care plans from uh, dietitians, from rehab, from the therapy, from the primary care provider, from any uh, behavioral health. So all of these care plans can be shared and can be broken out. So those different sections like the health concern sections or the goals section or the outcome section can be broken down and, and viewed in, in and add it to different points within your workflow of your own system. And so the care plan is a very important piece of this new model that we're trying to go to for chronic care management because it is a key, a key component for physicians who are billing for chronic care management using a team-based CPT code would be able to use the electronic care plan provided by pharmacists or the pharmacist's electronic care plan in a way to meet their requirements for chronic care management and where pharmacists would be able to come up with a, a clinical service agreement, very similar to what we see our consultant pharmacists do on a monthly basis. And the care plan is meant to be filled out monthly for chronic care management. Shelly, I think I've wrote down more questions for you than I've got a chance to ask. Just an absolute wealth of information. We're, our profession is so fortunate to have you leading this because this is just fantastic stuff. And I just truly thank you for coming on today. I, like I said, I have like a thousand more questions I'm probably going to have to ask you at some point here in the future because just We can great. always set up another podcast. I'm going to hold you to that now that I got it on recording. I was hoping you're going to say that, Shelly. <laughs> so... I just want to leave our listeners with this. ACP Forum is coming up May 17th and 18th um, at the Renaissance Arlington Capital U Hotel in Arlington, Virginia. I do have a Shelly Spiro story I wanted to share. So I think it was 2014. Um, I came in 
to a CP form um, from a later flight. And I happened to sit down at this table that was fairly full. There was one seat left, and I happened to sh- sit next to Shelly Spiro. And we had a great conversation over dinner, Shelly. And it wasn't, I think, a month later, you were actually on the phone with me, with my vendor, talking about some of the things we talked about today. So that was my great ASCP forum slash Shelly story all together. So it was, if you're going to think well, about will be I will be there at the May 17th, 18th uh, forum. So I hope to see everyone there who's listening to this podcast. See, if you sign up now, you look who you can run into, the one and only Shelly Spiral. So thank you so much again today, Shelly. We will definitely have to hook up again and have more conversations about us. Um, if you want to follow Shelly on Twitter, on LinkedIn, I highly recommend it because if you're kind of on the edge of where you think health information technology and sort of your literacy around that, Shelly brings a lot of great pieces in and it makes it really digestible. So again, Shelly, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, Justin. Appreciate it. Thank you. This has been Senior Rx Radio, sponsored by the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists. Thanks for listening to Senior Rx Radio. Be sure to share this podcast with your fellow consultant pharmacists and pharmacy associates to learn more about better outcomes for older adult patients. Join us on the web at ASCP.com.